Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comic books from their childhoods and today. I'm Kirk. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. Anything new this week, though, guys, besides being stuck at home? No. No? Oh, I was hoping you guys had something interesting to tell me because I got squat. Yeah, you're no, I've got nothing. So this week we're going to be discussing uh we're in the C characters now. And we're also going to continue with aquatic based characters. So um who wants to go first? I can. I haven't gone first in a while. All right, go ahead, Nick. All right, so for my aquatic character, I read The Savage Submariner number 72 um, from way back in the day. And it is from 1974. Ooh. So this is the final issue of the original or the second Submariner series. Um... What can I say? This is the issue where the slime thing appears and then appears later or previously in an Aquaman issue. Oh, yeah. Like the first unofficial crossover, right? Right, right, right. Um, Let me just say, early Submariner, great. This one, I understand why it got canceled. It's not good. Um. He gets into a fist fight with a human that takes five or six pages long and then gets bumped into this slime creature that came from outer space and has been forming itself out of the slime and muck from the bottom of the ocean for a couple years. And they get into a fight and it blinds the submariner. And then its head pops off and goes back into space. And then while he's past like Pluto, he gives the Submariner his sight back and somehow that doesn't know. (laughs) All right. So then I went comic book shopping and I found two books. Well, I found some books that I, I was like, well, I'll pick them up. They're a buck, right? So I found... This is this is kind of stupid. Um, so I'm trying to do a Ryan here. Um, <laughs> I found issue one out of a four issue limited series from 1992, and it's from DC, and it's the prequel to Cool World, <laughs> <laughs> the Ralph Bakshi movie. Yeah. This this is like Roger Rabbit on crack. <laughs> um you got you got to read it it's really it's actually really good as being like one of the like a human that lives in in a cartoon world and he can do everything he wants to he just can't procreate let's just say and it's it's a weird crime book mixed with cartoons there's 
yeah, I don't know what to say. I hated the movie. This is actually pretty good, though. <laughs> better comic book, huh? It's a better comic book. But that's that's pretty much all I have for this week. Okay. I can go next. All right. So I picked up or downloaded on Comixology uh, Aquaman Rebirth number one for my aquatic-based character. Now, is this Rebirth Aquaman number one or is it Aquaman Rebirth number one that starts the ongoing? Um, I believe it starts the ongoing okay. is what it is. Okay. Um, so it's basically Mira and Aquaman are at the um, lighthouse and they're talking about how she wants to marry him and that he's been wanting to bring together uh, humankind and Atlanteans together for a long time. Um, he, they, Atlantis builds a spindrift station. It's a dry land embassy where it can connect the two worlds. And it's like a big press gathering and Aquaman is answering questions and Black Mantis shows up and yeah, that's pretty much the whole book. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think I'm going to start reading more of it. Um, the art is fantastic and the story is, it's got me hooked now. It feels like, Oh, it just, it, it got me. So that's what I had for that. And then for my C base character or character that starts with a C I did Cable Waiting for the End of the World. And it's the second part to the Messiah complex. Where he's jumping through time to protect Hope Summers. And I did the whole, I got the whole uh, run of the second volume. And it's pretty good. It's talking about how. Bishop has lost his uh, lost his shit, so to speak, and he has to. He feels he has to kill Hope in order to save mutant kind. And Cyclops sees it a different way and sends Cable into the into the future to jump to to keep her safe. And this is the second part. And it pretty much tells the story of Hope when she was a toddler. And how they had to, um, they keep jumping from time to time to time to time. And Bishop can only jump 80 years. But Cable has 20 centuries worth of of uh, knowledge. And... It was a 
really interesting. <laughs> I will put it that way. I don't normally like the time jumping stuff, but it kept me riveted. Um, the only part that really took me out of it is that the president of the United States of America was a cockroach in the future. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's really weird. But all in all, it's a good story. Um, so I'm hoping they, they release volume three on Comixology soon so I can keep up. Um, artwork was good. Um, yeah, that's all I got this week. All right. Well, I have one book that takes care of both the aquatic and the sea character. Oh, look at you go. <laughs> Trying to condense <laughs> down some a little bit. Uh, so it's the Avengers issue 278. And um, the aquatic character is Tyrak the Treacherous. And the character that begins with the letter C is Captain Marvel, not the Carol Danvers one. Okay. <laughs> Um, I picked this up because it was two bucks. I'm like, eh, why not? And, uh, it was actually fairly entertaining. Um, you got She-Hulk, the Black Knight, um, Wasp is leading the Avengers. Captain America makes an appearance. Um, this is just right after they got done fighting, um, the Wrecking Crew a couple other guys, and so the team was pretty much decimated. Hercules was completely out of it for a while. They didn't know when he was going to come back. Um, and Wasp was just kind of panicking. The Avengers Mansion's destroyed, so she's trying to figure out what to do. And uh, Namor disappeared on her, so she doesn't know where he's at. And She-Hulk shows up, offers to help out a little bit. Black Knight checks himself out of the hospital and is fighting Dr. Druid on an island. And that's the island that Tyrak the Treasure shows up to fight Namor, but Namor is nowhere to be found. So the Black Knight starts fighting him instead. Dr. Druid gets involved. Um, Captain Marvel shows up and she uses her powers to try to drain the water off of him because that's what gives him his powers. They need to dehydrate him. And so they're fighting a little bit. Um, they finally capture him. The wasp decides she needs a vacation. And so she withdraws as leader of the team and recommended she Hulk and Dr. Druid be added back to the, or added to the team and thank Thor for coming back in to kind of give him some power. And that's how it left. So they're going to decide on who the new leader was going to be. Um, it was actually kind of a fun book. I'm not a big Avengers fan, and I kind of enjoyed this one. Nice. So, n anything at the shop? Uh, 20% off sale for the foreseeable future. So there's that. They are still open. Um, they did get a complete run. Somebody donated the complete run of Jim Lee's X-Men one through, what was it like two seventy five or something, including the annuals, but the whole run. And, um, 
they sold it or they were selling it for $500 and all the money was going to go to the two employees that are still working there because they haven't been getting, uh, you know, things are tight. So they're like, yeah, we're hanging in, but you know, pay us when you can pay us. And they sold that and split the money between the two guys that have been working there the whole time. And um, so somebody got a nice run of X-Men, the complete run of X-Men and um, the guys got paid and, you know, so hopefully Diamond's saying that they're planning on starting to release books again mid-May, end of May. Okay. I'm sure we have some news we'll talk about at the end uh, about some of that as well. But So they're trying to keep on keeping on. Well, all right. Well, that's good to hear. Yep. I wish I I had known about that and had $500, I would have picked it up. <laughs> it was a pretty cool deal that somebody came in and just like, here, sell these to, to help you with the shop. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, the Random Read. Who wants to go first? Out. Oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different type of random read. It's okay. <laughs> okay, um, it's time for random reads. <laughs> I can go first. Okay. Because I'm really excited about what I've got. So, the first thing is I got The Trade of Stronghold Volume 1 by Phil Hester and Ryan Kelly. Uh, it is a Aftershock book. What? Only 15 bucks. Um, this was really a interesting read. Um, there is a group called Stronghold who worship this, what they call the primacy. And their whole goal is to prevent the primacy from learning that he is like got godlike powers. And there is a bad guy who his whole goal is to get primacy to realize he's got these godlike powers because if he finds out he's got these godlike powers, everything gets destroyed and the bad guy wins. And so there is a guy named Michael walking around. He doesn't really have any friends. Everybody he interacts with is basically members of this stronghold that are controlling, trying to control, um, him from using his powers. Now they all have this ability to kind of turn, they, they kind of remind me a little bit of terminators where their hands turn into like swords or whatever. Right. So they have that power, but supremacy or the primacy has like all these massive powers. He can't really be hurt. And so the whole book is about how one person from stronghold kind of rebelled and wants the primacy to, figure out who he is because she doesn't think it's fair for him not to know who he is. And this stronghold who you think would be the good guys are actually trying to stop this whole process from happening. Um, like I said, it's 15 bucks. It was a fantastic read. The arts really, really good. Um, the story goes pretty well. I mean, there's not a lot of dead spots. Um, well worth picking up. And the other uh, thing I've got 
is prudence and caution by defiance. And this is a continuation of Warriors of Plasma, and um, which I have not finished reading yet, but I did not realize it was a continuation. And Prudence has these... Basically, she's super strong, from what I can tell. And Roger is one of the guys from Warriors of Plasma. He was the gentleman that didn't have a arm. And he's trying to figure out what kind of powers this plasma suit has. Um, and it appears like government individuals, the men in black type, are trying to capture him because they don't want him to find out all the powers of the suit. And Prudence ends up helping save him. Um, it's amazing pop, like, uh, what's it? couple of amazing uh, full-page pictures in the middle, uh, like poster pictures, you know. Um, the weird thing is Roger can communicate to the people from Plasma by using these eye communicators. And he has to put it up to his head, and he can talk to the Plasma warriors. It's probably like the goofiest part of the whole book. But, um, yeah, I, I found it very entertaining and I'm, you know, first time I've ever seen an issue of this, uh, I'll keep my eye out for additional ones. It was a good time. Okay. Awesome. You want to go, Nick? Sure. I got a couple. Um, so like I said, I went down and I spent a ton of money on dollar books. Like I didn't even realize how much I spent because I just kept finding good stuff. So, I don't know why, but I never read Red Hulk. So, I picked up The True Believers, number one, by Loban McGinnis. And I realized why. It's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, he's on the cover. Red Hulk's on the cover. And they're, they're at a crime scene in Russia where somebody beat up and then shot the abomination. And they're going through it like Doc Sampson's like going through the whole, you know, he stood here, took his, you know, hit him here, blah, blah, blah. And then shot him like Hulk doesn't shoot people. So who took out Abomination? That's it. Right. They come in contact with the uh, the Winter Guard or whatever they're called. And I know the Winter Guard is in G.I. Joe. But I think. (laughs) No, it was October Guard. October Guard. So it is the Red Guard in Marvel. And they have a big old fight between Doc Samson and She-Hulk and them. It took me five minutes to read, if that. It was really quick. And then I picked up, which I cannot believe, about 50 issues of the Transformers, the new one. Oh, wow. So Really? I got... I think issues 35 or 34 through 55 of Transformers more than meets the eye. And then I picked up issue 33 of robots in disguise. Okay. I did not know that there was three different like Transformers series going on. So Uh I thought they were the same thing. No, no, no. 
They're completely different. Yeah. So, so I was reading issue 33 of Robots in Disguise, and then I went to 34 of More Than Meets the Eye, and I'm like, this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, one of them but, focuses more on Bumblebee, right? And the other one's more on... Yeah, Bumblebee um, was in Robots in Disguise, I think, because he dies in there, right? I think so. And then, and then and the then, other one focuses more on Cybertron, right? Yeah. yeah. A lot on Megatron. Um, crazy. So I really dug Robots in Disguise, and I really want to pick up more of those. And then I read probably one of the greatest comics I've read in a long time, and that's issue 34 of Transformers, which is the uh, – it's like the origin of Megatron when he was a when he was younger and starting to realize that you aren't your alt mode. Your alt mode doesn't define who you are. And it just goes through this whole, like, him writing and creating this small army of people that want to follow him to rebel against the the normal government. It is great. I, these books, they are really long. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of story. But good God, is it good. It is so good. And I understand why they won awards for this book, because... I don't want to stop reading it. And, and there's that was no the robots in disguise one. Yeah. Uh, more than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I have, I have about 25 more issues to go. So, all right. So all you got. And I picked up something for Ryan too. If he wants it, I picked up a blue beetle number five from yes. 1965. Oh, <gasps> I got it for a dollar. Yeah, I'm in. I got it for a dollar. Sweet. So, it's all yours. You gave me issue one, so I'm going to give you issue five. Cool. Cool. Awesome. That's all I got. All right. So, I was kind of uh, in an... uh, cable kind of mood, and even though he's not part of this group... I picked up the latest run of X-Force, the first three issues. Um, Pretty much, there's a group that is uh, human, that is trying to destroy the mutants. Of course, because, you know, mutants shouldn't be in power. Shouldn't have any power. Um... They captured Domino because she was sent to uh, spy on this group and to and report back to Krakoa. Um, it's pretty much the story of how everything feels safe now on Krakoa and we shouldn't feel safe because if you feel safe, you go soft. And it's got Nick's favorite character in it, Black Tom Cassidy, as the uh, protector of the island. Oh, I didn't put him on my list. Oh, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this group, paramilitary group, comes on to somehow they they use domino skin to skin to graph it like the reavers 
to uh, graft the skin of Domino on them so that they fool Krakoa into letting him on the island. And they end up assassinating Professor Xavier. The only problem is, is that Professor Xavier is the one that has all the backups to the people who have died. Every mutant on the island is backed up into his database every with Cerebro every five days. And Cerebro is destroyed. So they're worried about how they're going to one, bring back Professor Xavier and two, how to fix Cerebro. That was issue one. Issue number two is pretty much they sent Magneto sends um, Wolverine to find out where Domino is at. Um, so they send Domino or they send Wolverine and he runs into Kid Omega. Now I don't know how you guys feel, but Kid Omega is one of my favorite characters. Just the is way he like he's... The, is he like the one that kind of looks like a miniature apocalypse? No, he is... Uh, he's got like a purple mohawk and dresses hipster-like and he's a telepath and telekinetic. He, got, he has tele- telepathy and telekinesis. Okay, okay. He was... Uh, I first ran into him in uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah, okay. And he shows up and he uh, he starts hacking into this this uh, computer system and he's like, by the way, um, your uh, credit card, I've maxed out your credit, uh, got on Amazon and maxed out your a credit card to Wolverine and Wolverine's like, I don't have a credit card. He's like, you do now along with truly mis- a truly miserable credit score. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see that they're back to that. They're going with the uh, whole kid Omega Wolverine dynamic in this book, which is always really fun. And beast finds a separate Cerebro. And they find out that this group is making mutants, like, out of spare parts. (laughs) I'm like, well, this is kind of grody. But, um, and in the third one, pretty much they bring Professor X back and they basically no-sell it to the world that he died, that anything happened. So, um, I enjoyed it, even though I kind of had a spoiler in the X-Men that I knew he was back. It just, I just had been wanting to read this for a while. And at the end of the third issue, X-Force becomes like their, um, black ops, CIA, NSA type part of Krakoa. To stop threats to Krakoa before they're they're uh, they come to fruition. Hmm. 
Um, the only thing I didn't really like was the art. The cover art is amazing. The I'm not a fan of the art style that they had. Um, but other than that, it's a I'm on I'm only up to issue three. Um, so I'm gonna probably get the rest of the issues in once. We get back to normalcy. I might add this to my collection. That's how much I liked it. So that's all I got this week. Cool. So we're going to move on to the list. And it's top 10 B characters. I'll go first. At number 10, I have Black Knight. Number 9, I have Bastion. Number eight, I have Batrock the Leaper. Number seven, Black Panther. Number six, Black Bolt. Number five, Batgirl. Number four, Batman. Number three, Bishop. Number two, Beta Ray Bill. And my number one is The Beast. Cool. Nick, you want to go? Sure. Uh, number 10, Batman. 9, Baron Zemo. 8, Beta Ray Bill. 7, Black Adam. 6, Bucky Barnes. 5, Brainiac. 4, Black Manta. 3, Box. 2, Blue Devil. And 1, Blue Beetle. Ah, I forgot Blue Didn't Beetle. Didn't see that one coming at all. <laughs> no, right? I forgot Blue Beetle. <laughs> all right. 10, Bordecai from Green Lantern, nine Black Cat, eight Bish from Green Lantern, seven Black Widow, six Blue Beetle, five Burr from Green Lantern, four Blue Devil, three Brigade, two Badig from Green Lantern, and one's Bloodstrike. Bloodstrike. Okay. I know there's a lot of Green Lanterns, but I can't get enough of those squirrels from Green Lantern, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anybody got any news this week? Nick, did you want to share yours that you shared with us? Oh, how uh, DC is going to be going to a different distributor and maybe having comic books come out next week? Yes. I don't know if it's a rumor or not. You know, you can never trust what you read online, so... This is legit. Uh, they oh, wow. That means that uh, maybe Diamond will get... They'll get a... Have some competition now. That's good. Yeah, it is. The problem right now is that because DC kind of just came out of nowhere to do this, shops are trying to get a hold of the distributor to get those books. Since yep. it's a different distributor. So, fingers crossed. Because I know Krypton's been trying to reach out to the distributor and they haven't had any luck getting a hold of them yet. And what DC is releasing is a very, very limited selection. But it's got all the important ones like Hawkman and Green Lantern. So, I'm good with that. <laughs> okay. You got anything, Ryan? Um, 
No, not really. Like I said, Diamond's planning on trying to get back into it by mid-May, end of May. Um, they did say that, hey, if DC can pull it off, fantastic. But they're still trying to protect the their employees and such. Um, yeah, so. Nope. Cool. That's about it. Cool. Well... I didn't bring this up, but a few weeks ago, I finally watched Shazam. Nice. And? Yeah. I really liked it. It was really good. It was it was a fun movie. Um, I like the dynamic of him trying to figure out his name. Like, what are you, Sparkle Fingers? Or, you know. <laughs> Thundercrack. No, Thundercrack was a good one. Um, yeah. It was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Teresa really enjoyed it, too. So. Yeah, that's that's on my list of ones that I can watch over and over again. So, that's all I got. Anybody else? Anything else? I did finish Lock and Key. That was really good. Was it? Yeah. And my wife really got into it, which was saying something because she doesn't, had no idea what was going on. But by the end of it, she kind of figured out, she's like, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is what actually happened. I'm like, yeah. So good job. (laughs) So yeah, can't wait to see the rest of it or when the next round comes out. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if nobody's got anything else, um, have fun. Read more comics. It's been Kirk. Ryan. And Nick. See you later, guys. Bye. This is Billy Batson, star reporter for station WIZZ-TV. He has been picked by the aged wizard Shazam to carry on the wizard's lifelong crusade against crime and the forces of evil. When Billy speaks the wizard's name, Shazam! Billy becomes Captain Marvel, mighty champion, combining the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Billy's twin sister, Mary Batson, has also been granted special power. When she speaks the name... Shazam! Mary Batson becomes Mary Marvel, blending the grace of Selena with the best qualities of other goddesses, whose names combined form the word Shazam! The third member of the Mighty Trio is their friend, lame newsboy, Freddie Freeman. When he speaks the name of his idol, Captain Marvel! Freddie becomes the powerful Captain Marvel Jr. Together, they are the Mighty Marvel, dedicated to fighting the forces of evil throughout the universe.